Welcome to the Floor Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hadeen. Former owner of Illustrious Hardwoods in Mesa era, still a licensed contractor, though. Uh, I guess I still technically own it. I haven't filed the paperwork to shut it down, but I have made the decision that Floor Academy is a thing full time. So this intro is going to evolve over the next couple of weeks as I really figure out how I want to express what I am and who I what I'm doing these days. You're right. It's uh, I don't know. It's a it's a confusing time for me, but I have made the decision that I'm shutting down the flooring business and you all uh, lovely, all you lovely people get my full time attention to try and better your businesses as as I grow this one over here. This week, I've got Kara Allen with me of Spiegel's Flooring. Her and her husband, Jason, bought the store in 2020 in Sandy Lake, Pennsylvania, and they've been operating it. Her husband, Jason's the installer. Kara's running the store, doing the designs and, and managing the projects and the schedules, but they're looking to grow. And they're wondering, how do we continue to add stuff? They've got one additional crew running right now. Um, but you know, to add a, add a third, a fourth, maybe, you know, it's not a fourth, maybe it's a replacement for Jason and then get him off and, and doing purely managerial stuff, just going and looking over projects, doing the consults and, and keeping uh, the, you know, an eye on the day to day of what's happening on the projects is, is down the, the road here. So we're going to look at all of that and really try and figure out what is it that they need to implement into their business to not only find the qualified help that they need, but then hold them accountable to the standards that they want to produce from Spiegel's Flooring and keep their name and, and reputation where they want it to be as opposed to, you know, anybody comes in, does a project for them, and then they've got really upset clients because promises weren't delivered. So I, we've got a lot to look at. We're going to get into that in just a minute. I want to thank you for tuning in. Please make sure you like, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, share this. This is the biggest thing you can do for me. I don't have a marketing budget yet. You're my marketing team. I need you to interact with the show. If you see a post, right? If I'm, if I'm putting the post out there, I need you to you know leave a comment about what you thought about the episode or how you enjoyed it, right? Just something. Give me give me some kind of interaction because that's going to bump it up and put it in front of more people. Uh, you can like the page. You can subscribe on your favorite app, uh, leave a review somewhere. All of these things help push the show in front of more people. So if it's doing good things for you, let's get it in front of other people so it does good things for them. There is over 250 subscribers on YouTube now. Still looking to get to 1,000. And I've got over a thousand subscribers on Apple Podcasts, and I've had over twenty five hundred unique listeners on Apple Podcasts. So I know you're out there. Go over to YouTube, sign in, and subscribe to the YouTube channel for me. Uh, you know, you can help support the show at patreon.com forward slash floor academy. And even five dollars a month goes a long way in helping me continue to do what I do over here. Lastly, we got a quick word from Cronus Flooring Software. So if you're looking for an easy and affordable way to manage your flooring business, Cronus Flooring Software is your solution. Streamline your workflow for managing leads, inventory, and scheduling installations. It includes every feature needed to support your business at an affordable price. It's extremely user-friendly, and it has full integration with QuickBooks Online to make tracking your profitability 
as easy as clicking a button. This is a customer resource manager designed by a flooring retailer for flooring retailers because they couldn't find anything in the space that actually fit the needs and was cost friendly. So schedule your demo today at chronosoft.com, K-R-O-N-U-S-S-O-F-T.com. When you get that scheduled and you sit down and you talk with Chesney and she brings you through the program, let her know I sent you over. And uh, that would be a, a huge favor to me. That lets them know that you're over here listening and their advertising is working. It's a really cool program, folks. It's uh, it's cloud-based, so you can access it anywhere and no servers needed. And again, designed by someone in our industry for our industry. So it's got to work. All right. That's enough out of me, Kara. Welcome to Floor Academy. Thank you for joining me. Why don't you tell us who you are, what you do, and why you do it? Sure. Thanks, Kyle, for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, well, my husband and I are flooring store owners, of course. That's why I'm here. Um, we have two kids, girls, teenagers, so that's always exciting. Um, you know, it's small town living here, so that's pretty much us. I mean, we started four years ago with the flooring, and uh, we've done a few odds and end things in between there. Jason's pretty much been an installer most of his life. Okay. Well, I, I want to say that congrats to you because I challenged you to do this because you were like, no, I, that is way outside of my comfort zone. And you're here Still stepping is. up. Yes. <laughs> but you're here stepping up and, you, and you're doing it. And so that is like the ethos of, of Floor Academy here is that we've got to yeah. get comfortable being uncomfortable. Otherwise, we don't grow. So okay. good for you for showing up, and and I hope it inspires some others to you know reach out and and let's have a discussion, right? What can we talk about? How can we change your business and and help you grow? So yeah. you are in the store, you're managing the day to day there. Jason's out in the field. You've did you inherit the crew when you picked up Spiegel's Flooring and, and purchased it, or was yeah. that something that you acquired as you? grew the business from where you picked it up at? Yeah. Um, backstory to that is uh, the crew that was working for the store previously before we purchased it, uh, they were subcontractors and uh, they just, you know, we had them go, our, we went their separate ways when we bought the business, they went and did their own thing. Um, Jason had subbed for Mr. Spiegel for about, I think it was probably five or six months before we bought it. Um, and so he was working by himself, Jason was, and, uh, he, Mr. Spiegel wanted to sell. So, you know, that kind of worked out for us that way. And we had hired, let's see, first year, we probably went through like 10 different helpers. And, um, <laughs> so then we just started kind of handpicking specific people that we, and we trained them all to work. So Jason kind of trained everybody. We have three other full-time people that work for us, whether they're helpers or installers, apprentices, whatever, they're working their way up through to be installers. Okay. Um, he's, they've never, they have no flooring experience at all. Okay. Are they prior to working for us? You say they're full time. So are they employees? Mm-hmm. Yep. Perfect. W2, all, all legit. Oh, we you got, did, yeah, you got we the workman's comp on them, all of it. Yes. Well, Love we it. try initially when we started, I have to turn my volume off here. Initially when we started, um, 
we went the sub we had Jason and a helper and then we kind of had some subcontractors work for us and that just wasn't working I don't like doing business that way mm-hmm. um, and then we ran into workman's comp problems so they had their own insurance but beings that I had to pay workman's comp on a couple people the workman's comp audit came through and said oh no you have to also put workman's comp on your subcontractor I mean, I know that that's crap and you don't, um, but I, it took me 12 months to get my money back from that. I had to pay thousands of dollars to, to put these guys on my insurance that they'd already paid insurance for. So I said, not doing that again. And I don't like the subcontractor thing anyway. So I want to have my own employees. I want to, I want to make sure that um, I can tell them how to work and what to do and, and things like that. So, Good for you. Yeah. You're you're in the right place. This show and, and and my mantra is that subcontracting is the worst thing that happens in this industry. So mm-hmm. employees are are the better route. I think that we can set up better systems to keep our our businesses where we want them to be and and right. accomplishing what we want them to accomplish and you're going to be able to invest into people more than as a as a yeah. subcontractor. So love it. Okay, so we've got a couple of employees. They're learning is there so at this point you're running two crews but it sounds like two of them are still kind of they're they're not fully trained but they're they've learned enough to get some projects done with minimal supervision yeah so our i would say um aside from jason our other guy that's kind of our lead installer um he's done very well on hard surface and we feel this year we've been most comfortable pretty much just letting him and, and the apprentice go out and do several jobs now is there still lots of things that they don't know, of course. And mm-hmm. so that's when training's, you know, we're going to try to get everybody trained and whatever formal training. Um, but yeah. And then two of the other, two of them are working their way up as well, but you know, it takes a while. It takes a long time to, to learn this. Mm-hmm. Well, I think re- realistically, right. Like you could have 30 years experience and you're still going to run into that thing that you've never seen mm-hmm. before. And so Absolutely. more importantly is instead of, I think one thing we need to realize when we're trying to train people to build our crews up is that it's not about making sure they have every skill set to solve every problem. It's that we've trained them how to solve a problem to fit industry standards. Can they creatively think through a solution to hit the standards so that the, you know, they can continue the installation and and they got to know that they can pick up the phone call or, or the phone, right? They they need to know to say, whoa, okay, this is new, this is different. Let me call Jason or let me reach out to you know if you're an owner operator by yourself. Let me, yeah. you know, maybe you. I used to call Ken Ballen all the time, right? Like who who are you reaching out to and and trying to get advice from? And so you got to have resources, and I think that's the most important lesson. Next to, hey, we got to hit these standards, but when when we struggle here's how we solve that yeah okay uh what else do we got going on so we've got a couple we got one guy that's that's pretty proficient two two people learning um, yeah and and it, where's the store no. at like what's going on like is, there's obviously enough work to keep all four people busy right now but you you obviously feel that you still have tons of potential for growth moving forward that if you turn the marketing up a notch or whatever it is you need to do that you're going to produce enough work to keep two more mouths 
completely yeah. fed. I think so. I think that, but then that, but then my question would be, you know, how, how far out on an average do you, on your schedule, do you be before you think about hiring another crew or bringing those people on? And so, you know, I've been struggling back and forth with this all the time, you know, in the flooring industry, of course, you have lows and highs and sometimes you're eight weeks out, sometimes you're three weeks out, but mm-hmm. you know, if you're averaging, you know, a couple months out, you know, I think it's probably time to think about maybe more help. I would agree. I mean, I think a safe place is four to six weeks. Yeah. That's if, if you're struggling to find projects within that time frame, you know, that it's, you're probably not doing your marketing right. Um, yeah. You know, if you can, if you can get to being, you know, eight to 12 was always really nice, but that's mm-hmm. when I started getting a lot of rejection and everyone was like, Oh, yep. that's a really long time to wait. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're, it's, it's me. Like you gotta, you know, if you really <laughs> yeah. want it, like this is the way to go. Right. right. And then you got to come up with a whole different pitch. And so I think four to six weeks is, is really that sweet spot. And so if you can keep yeah. it there and you're still having, like you're having people reject you cause you're telling them like, you know, look, I'm eight weeks out. You got to wait. I don't have the crew. It's going to be to then that's when you kind of know like, okay, I can find a way to do this. And is it getting a, there's also a, the matter of trying to figure out with, with Jason, like, can I put a third person on a crew? Mm-hmm. Like, is it, can I, can I start getting someone trained so that they're learning these skills and they're not in the way completely and slowing us down, but they're actually speeding us up so that we can get ahead by half a week. And then yeah. we can hit tackle, you know, what would that be? That'd be 26 more projects a year. Cause you got sped up half a week by hiring on that person. And so I think there's some conversations to be had there of, is that the way to go? Or is it that one of the new apprentices and you're a year out because you, like, if you don't want to hire somebody that has the skill set, they have to develop it. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be able to trust them not only to do it, but that you, that they're good at training and not everyone's a great teacher. So maybe they have to go out no, and operate no, on their own for a while while Jason trains up somebody else for to hand over. Mm-hmm. And that's like, so I, where, like, where do you feel that that's a lot, but where do you kind of feel that whole situation? It's like, what is it actually that you're looking to do? Do you want to hire somebody with a skill set, or do you want to train everybody in house slowly and, and surely? Well, I would love to train everybody the, the way, you know, you know, every installer thinks they're the best. And so, um, I would love to say, yeah, we're going to train them because this is the way we do it. We really like the way we do it, et cetera, et cetera. But I need somebody that knows what the heck they're doing, at least a little bit. You know, I, I need somebody that can be like, oh, yeah, I know how to level a subfloor. I know how to, you know, I can't have all helpers and one or two installers. You know, I have to have somebody that can go out and take lead on some of the stuff. Okay. So you need to hire someone. Okay. So what is it that you, I, I think what happens is a lot of times this is, this is the ad I see, right? It's need help looking for installation crew or installer. Great environment, tons of work, pay well. Yeah. That's the ad. Cool. <laughs> what do you actually want? Tell like, what do you really want out of installer? What do you need? What are the, what are the values you want to see? What is the skill set you want to see? Break that down for me. What do you need? If if I had like 
some magical wand that I could make it and I could make the employee walk in and that's what they're they're gonna give me would be um somebody who is proficient but also um I need somebody that's really detail oriented mm-hmm. um not just somebody that that I, oh I've I laid I was an installer for Lowe's for 20 years you know I can do anything you know I don't really care about that but can you, you know, put a semen pattern carpet? Can you, what happens when you tear up the floor and there's all these missing pieces to the subfloor? What are you going to do? Like, I need someone that can think on their feet and, and that can give just the, a really good install. I don't care how fast, I don't care how many square feet you can put down in a day. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. I just want to know if it's done really, really well. And okay. so that's, but to find that is kind of not, it's asking a lot, I think. I don't. You're asking for what is, should be displayed. It's just most yeah. people don't have that skill set because this industry has been run into the damn gutter. But I, right. I think, it, why isn't that in your ad? Why why isn't it like I, I actually I just saw your ad I, I, that you that you posted right? So like, why isn't that in there? Right? Why aren't you looking for a critical thinker, someone that's proficient, has time management, and can you know cr- critically think about? abstract solutions to problems. Mm-hmm. None of that was in there, but that's exactly what you're looking for. But you just asked for an right. installer. Yeah. Yeah. So I, know. I, I think like if you go right up, um, one of the best ways that I've seen doing it lately is, is what I'm challenging people to do is if you hire on an employee, you should have a job description. Any major business has a job description, right? So write yes. out that job description of what you want a full-time installer to do mm-hmm. and then write your ad based on that because you're going to put in all of the values and all of the actual skills that you want them to have. And then you can write the ad to say, I need right. this person. And now they can read it and say, Oh, that's me or that's not me. And I want to go and apply. And maybe you get far less people applying but you should get yeah. a higher caliber coming in. But it also gives you that when you have that, when they come in, you can do a formal interview and you have questions to actually ask as opposed to like, oh, what's your experience? How long you been doing it? Who'd you work <laughs> right. for? Right. Now I can ask questions based on the skill sets I'm looking for to be able to see how they answer them. And what's their body language say? What's the pause that they have before thinking about the answer say? Are they, can I tell they're bullshitting me? Right. I can do a quality interview and get a much better feel for the person as opposed to, you know, the standard way is, and I'm sure Jason's done this, is you guys put out an ad looking for help, looking, you know, somebody shows up and you're like, well, warm body, let's throw you in the mix and we'll try <laughs> you for a couple of days. Yeah. And then everything goes sideways and you're just like, oh my God, like, how does it, because you're just throwing anybody in, right? Like we didn't yeah. even we didn't even find anything out about them before we put them into place. So when you can actually have standards, because th- let me ask you th- that question: Does Spiegel's flooring under Jason and and Kara have core values? Are are they defined, written out, and everybody knows them? This is our non negotiables for this company actually we've done we've heard several seminars on doing this we've done um like the broadloom boot camps and all that kind of stuff and uh, um 
So it's we're, we're, that's our that's our yearly goal to do this. Okay. Um, is to make the core values for the business. I mean, I can tell you some stuff, and he can tell you some stuff. Maybe they're not the same. So we're trying to uh, collaborate those and come up with it and put that in our employee handbook, um, just so that you know whoever is with us at any point in time will read that and see that when they're hired. Yeah. Well, and I would um, put them. Yeah, that's definitely our goal for this year. Okay, and I would I would put them up in the in the back where the guys meet in the morning, whatever. Like they got to be seen, yeah. right? I'd put them on your wall in the showroom. They're in the employee handbook. I would have weekly meetings about them. Honestly, it's one of the biggest things I've seen is that we all set up these small businesses, and it's like, well, I know how to do a skill. I'm just going to go sell it, and yeah. then everyone wonders why nothing happens and you constantly compromise and get yourself in these bad situations. You take projects that aren't good fit, uh, that aren't a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. But had you defined what this was, uh, you, you know, with six, eight at the most, probably core values, you can better align yourself with the direction you want to go because you have something to hold yourself accountable to. Or what I, what I hear a lot is, Oh, oh everybody knows them. Like, third generation family business everybody knows them we're we're good okay yeah and i'm like i'll challenge them i'm like go ask your dad what he thinks they are and have him define them and then go talk to your sister and ask her what they are and have her define them and they're all close but they're not the same and that's Mm -hmm. what matters because integrity to you and integrity to me will be very close but they're not the same Yeah. And, and so if we're not on the same page, now how do I hold people accountable? Because they're operating under their own interpretation of that word, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just about coming up with what the core value is. It's about coming up with this is the this is Spiegel's flooring definition of this core value, and we operate by this definition, not yours. But then yeah. when you interview on those and the and everyone knows them so much cleaner. And then we don't end up in the situation where, um, in fact, one of the mastermind group members is, um, he, he's trying to hire a sand and finish guy right now. And he got two, two recommendations. One of them, one of the guys said that like, Hey, this guy's really good. He'll be a good fit for you. The other one said he'll be a good fit, but you know, he's, he's late all the time. And, uh, he, he was late to the interview. He called him. He was like, man, I, I wrong location. I'm sorry. I screwed up. I'll be there. Da-da-da. He was like, don't worry about it. Don't even come in. You're already fired. That's right. <laughs> but it's because he, he he had recently defined his core values within the past couple of months. And he was like, nah, man, this isn't even going to work. Like you already screwed up and don't fit. I'm not yeah. going to waste my my time. And that was that was huge because I, I was like, I asked him to be honest. I was like, dude, be honest. Like for real. We just had the meeting last night. And he was. I was like, you would have hired him three months ago, wouldn't you? He was like, "Yep." Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's, it's crazy. It's so difficult. And you know, I used to do this for a living. I used to be in HR before I started this, and so I would hire people and fire people or whatever. But right now, just to get someone to come to an interview, I'd be happy. No matter what the ad was, like you, I could, I can't even get somebody to answer an ad or to show up to an interview. So we're, I'm still dealing I, with that. Let alone trying to find. The specific person. I, I think if you, th- this is where I think putting in those values that you're looking for, right? We have this kind of an environment. It, everyone just assumes you're just another mom and pop shop run like every other yeah. mom and pop shop. What makes you 
different, right? Hey, I want to have you as an employee. I want to offer you a 401k plan or an IRA. I want Mm -hmm. you to have paid holidays. These are all things that are way different. What is the pay level, right? Like, let me know that, you know, I think there's a lot of places out there that are like, I'll pay a lead installer $25 an hour. Whoop dee do. Like, that's nothing. You know, Mm -hmm. I can go make way better money and plenty of other, I can make $25 an hour selling my own projects very, very poorly. You're going to, you're going to have to pay me better than that. Right. Like if if as a business, Mm -hmm. I need to make a hundred, that means as an installer, as a lead installer providing everything, I need to make 50. So if you're going to provide me with all the tools and and whatnot, I still got to be probably upwards of 35, which I, I know by the time you add all your costs that that's probably close to 50 bucks an hour. So having some of that stuff in there and I think really clearly communicating what you're looking for and what the environment's like is going to be the difference as opposed to, eh, we're looking for an installer. What does that mean? Like, are, do you need a hard surface sure. installer? Do you need a carpet installer? Do you need, do they need to be well-rounded in, in all of it? Are you just looking for a person to do showers? What exactly? Get specific with me because it, it, it's not working the other way where it's vague. Right. So now let's let's try and dial it in. The other thing I would look at is that again, I think it is hard to find quality people. But maybe there's somebody that you can meet local that is sick of going out, out on their own and they're they're ready to like hang it up and and it employs a better fit or what's it look like to try and offer a small relocation package, right? And I'll give you a $2,000 moving allowance. Did you and, Google Stendy Lake? I'm sorry, what? Did you Google our location? Nobody's moving here, Kyle. <laughs> I, I, well, I didn't, but wh- wh- why not? But if you if it's that small of a town, it's got to be great. Small towns are cute. Great. It's got to be charming, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's charming. It's cute. I, we, that's why we're here, you know. But I'm just I'm just teasing. But um, no, I think you're right. I think you know being specific and what you need, and rather than a general generalization, it's way better. And then is there is there anything you can do with with Jason? I don't know that enough shops that especially ones that want to hire employees instead of subcontractors, subcontractors could absolutely reject to this and, and not you, you don't really have any recourse. But as a company that wants to hire employees, set up a box in the back. Make them come yes. and do a skill proficiency test. Tell them you'll pay them for the hour or two. Right. Hey, I want to see you seam carpet. I want to see you install this laminate. I let We've me actually sh- taken them out on jobs. Sorry. Okay. No, I mean that's yeah. that's that's one way to do it. But even before that, like why? Like you can have them do it in the back as part of mm-hmm. a form. You know, th- I think there's an interview process with you as the project manager and the person that's going to be sending these people into the client's home. And I think that's like layer one, right? I'm going to pick some good candidates. But then layer two is all right. Now you got to go impress the guy that actually handles the installs, and he's going to sign off that. Okay, you know your stuff, and uh, you know are you are you coachable? I think that's a great moment. He can catch things and say, "Okay, why'd you do it that way? Tell me." Well, industry standard says to do it this way, or we like to do it this way around here. Like, and then how do they take that feedback? Are they actually coachable? Do they want to learn, or are they just another guy that's going to be saying, "I've been doing it twenty years. I don't care." Because yeah. that's not gonna that's not gonna work. I know that not uh, not in a mom and pop shop that's looking to grow. That's just not gonna work for you guys. Right. So, so is there you know how do we set 
that process up and, and get them involved? Do we pay them to come and spend the hour with us or the, or the two hours with us once we've qualified them as a actual good candidate? What skill sets are we looking for them to fulfill? And can he design like small, quick, little tests that, you know, they can have to put together, you know, an eight by eight couple of plywood sheets of carpet within a box or install some laminate real quick and, and show that they can proficiently make cuts or use the tools or whatever it is. Right. I, I think that there's, yeah. there's something within that and uh, that'll throw people for a loop. Cause that's not the, that's not the standard. It's always, Hey, just come on out. We'll, we'll, we'll test you. But you bring somebody into the house and now they're drinking in front of a client or they're, you know, doing something to not the standards that you want and you got to rip it all out and fix it. No one's got time right. for that. No. Nobody wants that reputation either. You know, you mm-hmm. gotta, it's, it's, it's terrifying hiring employees. <laughs> it is. I, it, well, look, people are the hardest part of the business. It's not finding the work. It's not doing the work. Right. It's, it's finding the people. But I think finding the people is hard is because we don't know who we're looking for. But that's why I've challenged you. Like, I think if you define who you actually want, I don't think you're going to get ideal, right? We're not going to hit a hundred percent, but can we get 95? Mm-hmm. Can we get 80? Uh-huh. Even 85% is going to be better than probably where you're at right now. I, I, what do you, yeah. what, the, the matches that you've gotten so far, where do you feel you're at? Like 60, 70? Well, um, we just did an interview recently uh sunday or something like that and he's a nice guy but he's also 62 so that's and, common and 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 not that's nothing wrong with that i just know that that's not long term for my business for mm-hmm. him you know and and yeah he's might have been done doing it for a long time and he'd be great maybe to bring on to help train or something like that but you know right now i have piles and piles of work to do so i need someone that could do some of these piles of work to do that was going to be my, my answer was, okay, he's 62. He's going to need somewhere to move in a company because he can't install forever. But if he can do some work now, is he a good, is he good at training? Can he fit within Jason's system? And then he, can he teach somebody younger? And is he willing to do that? Yeah. That might be a good longer term fit. He, you can get work out of him for a couple years while he brings up that next generation. Yeah, so. that's what I'm, that's my thoughts is we're going to, you know, we're going to talk to him some more and we've just, we've always decided lately, we've always said it's not going to be a one interview thing. We're going to have coffee and we're going to have an interview. We're going to talk mm-hmm. a couple of times and go from there and see if it works out and like, you know, maybe do some test runs or something like that. But uh, definitely need someone to train these guys, you know, yeah. someone that could, they can take a helper out every day and, and, let them install it. Unfortunately, Jason, he's really set in his ways. And so when he takes a helper out, he's installing as fast as the helper can bring stuff to him and back to the truck. So, so there's okay. no teaching. Time. I, I don't know how long you've listened to the show. I hate the word helper. We, we don't use it around uh, here. Apprentice. We, apprentice. <laughs> Correct. But this, yes. this is the problem, right? Is Jason wants a helper. You're saying he's installing as fast as they can dish him out material. Right. He's that's the problem. He's got to yes. change his mindset to I need an apprentice. I have to train them to replace me. 
Yeah. And he's slowly working on himself. So if you were to ask Jason um, to strictly talk about installation stuff, he, this past probably, I would say year, year and Mm -hmm. a half, he's been doing really a better job of, all right, I'm going to let these guys try to install these stairs. I'm going to do it, you know, sometimes halfway Mm -hmm. through the job, he like will just step in his finish it because he gets frustrated, which, you know, we talk about, you know, and he gets mad. I get mad. You know, it's a married couple doing a business. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he's like, all right, we'll, we'll let these guys go do it. You know, and I'm just going to, he calls it bucket sitting. I'm going to sit on this bucket. I'm going to watch them and help them and train them and stuff. And, and they do a great job. If he is, he's a, he's a good teacher. If mm-hmm. he would allow himself to do that more, but he's That's... also strictly installation. So. Yes. Well, and that's one of the things I learned was I, I started taking the approach of, okay, I've taught you enough of the skills. Yeah. You lead me. I'm now your apprentice. You're the right. installer. You tell me what you need. Right. And I would have them, they'd have to go up to the door in the morning of the day we start the project. And, and it's, it's all yeah. yours, man. You introduce us. You find out what we're doing in the house. You find right. out where we're going to start. You tell me what tools you need. I'll go get them all. You start ripping stuff out. Like, let them dictate it because that's going to show you where the lack of training exists within your program so far. Yeah. Because they're now they're like, they get stuck and they're like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> they're going to tell you exactly yeah. where you screwed up. And that's yeah. where you're like, oh, okay, I need to train you more on these things. Okay, so we'll yeah. hit X, Y, and Z. It also helps you document what this program is because it should be formalized because we're going to get everyone through faster when everyone's on the same page. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I got to come up with these job descriptions and I got to, you know, I got to write this training manual. I'm going to tell you what. This is this is the shortcut. Why aren't you having the trainee do that stuff? All you're doing is dictating to them all day. Right. We, we we probably all should have learned in school that when we write something and we hear something and we see something, we learn it better because we're taking it in in three different modes. So here's a notebook, Mr. Apprentice. Here's a pen. I'm going to explain a bunch of stuff to you. I want you to write it all down. Here's the steps of how we do this. Now they've written it down. All you got to go do is go type it up back up at night and you start your training manual. And now the next time I go through, I've already got all the steps and I can give it to this older gentleman we're going to hire and say, here's our process. Follow this. This is how we train around here. And everyone's on the same page. Everyone gets the same standards. Because that's the biggest worry, right? Is that you train one person and then I look, I get it. It's flooring. Like there's more than one way to skin a cat. So we all kind of come up with our ways of of doing things. Mm -hmm. And they're all pretty close, but I need it to be as close to the standard as possible. Otherwise, it's going to get too far off. So Jason trains Bob and Bob trains Timmy and Timmy trains Jim. And Jim's way off in his own world, not doing anything like Jason. That's bad. And that's right. not what we need, right? So th- we have to come up with a system to keep everyone on the same page. Whatever. Oh, it's so hard. It's going to take so much time. No, it's not. They're going to do it. You're paying them and they're not going to move fast anyways. Make them do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to interrupt this real quick. 
Uh, what do we got? We got a word from John's Manville. Compatible with all GoBoard products is the new GoBoard membrane. If you're asking why a membrane when GoBoard itself is waterproof through and through, the answer is simple. A membrane extends your GoBoard installation for mud pans, steam rooms, and shared walls requiring a fire-rated board under the waterproofing. Now who's going to be the most badass installer out there? You are. Visit www.jm.com forward slash GoBoard for all the product details. Don't forget about their uh, really lenient uh, solutions for which sealants you can use with their products and uh, their generous warranty. And go check out, the, what do they got? They got those wedges. They got the shower pan. They got the board. You can get two-inch boards so you can build out your walls and stuff. You just got to go to your your local distributor of GoBoard and, and bother them to bring some in for you. They got options for you, folks. Go check them out. Again, it's jm.com forward slash GoBoard. All right, Kara. Uh, so, I mean, what what is all of this? I, I see you taking notes over there, but like, what is all of this, you know, making you, making you think like, where do you want to take Spiegel's flooring now? And what do you need to go challenge Jason to and get him on the same page with? <laughs> Cause I know it's a challenge. I, it's not even like, Hey, let's have this friendly discussion. It's it. I know it's a challenge. <laughs> yeah. It's a challenge. I, um, I guess I need to maybe broaden my reach of area that I'm looking for for an employee as well. Okay. Um, whether that be, a, if I, for instance, is Facebook, if I put it on Facebook, maybe broaden my reach as far as maybe an ad to take that out. Um, because maybe I'm just not looking out far enough. Like you said, maybe relocation or something like that. Um, also, putting some of my definitely, we need to get our core values together first, mm-hmm. I think, before we even hire. Like, I think we need to get our house in order before we add more people to it. Um, and, uh, maybe look for somebody very specific instead of just an installer. Maybe I would look for a carpet installer. Mm-hmm. That seems to be where we struggled the most. Jason is his favorite thing to install is carpet. And so if I'm going to try to add an installer or take specifically hire somebody that can do carpet. So be more specific on on my uh, interview process and an application process. Okay. First, I mean, that would be the first thing I would mm-hmm. want to do would be specifically somebody that can do carpet. Uh, I think, you know, from the discussion, I think you're dead on. And it's the fact you said I have to get our house in order first is, is huge. It's, it's one of the biggest problems I see is that people want to grow and they want to grow and they want to grow. And then the problems get larger and larger and larger. And the the best way I've found to describe it is that a small business, right? Especially the, the size that, that I am, I'm just an owner operator. So I'm in a kayak in my local pond down the street. That's like one acre big. Right. And so I can put my paddle in the water and dip it and and put a little force behind it and i've spun 180 lickety split there's nothing stopping me from doing it we add some employees we add a showroom it gets a little more complicated you know maybe we're in like the bass boat now yeah and so you're not in a position where it's hard to pivot but it takes a little more work but i i see companies that are 20 30 people deep multi-million dollars and it's like 
you know, they're not an ocean liner yet, but they're out there as, you know, a 40, 50 foot yacht. Yeah. You don't spin those around on a dime. It it takes some time to like get everybody communicated to of, Hey, you got to go do this, go deal with that rigging over there and, and drop the anchor over here. And, and somebody has got to steer the damn boat and start turning it. And, you know, there's a lot that needs to happen to get it to go a new direction. And then everyone gets frustrated because it's not happening fast enough. And so yeah, if we, you're right. If if you get everything in order now, it's less to fight later and there's less issues to run into because we know how we handle situations. We know what we stand behind. We, we have the manuals in place. I like that you said you had the employee handbook. I think that's huge. That's, that's yeah. lacking in many, many businesses to where it's like, well, what's our time off policy? Well, uh, you know, we just talk. No, what's our time off policy so that everyone knows you get so many days a year. And if you go over them, you're SOL. Like it's just not going to work or they're unpaid, unexcused. You're at risk of being terminated. Like what's the actual policy? What's the policy on drugs? What's the policy on showing up late? What's the policy on footwear and clothing? Yeah. You know, and so. It all sounds ridiculous, I know, but you know what's not ridiculous is that you went and filed some paperwork that says I own an actual LLC in a business and you're treating it like it's, you know, it's willy nilly. You can do whatever you want. You don't Mm -hmm. even, if you're not going to understand that you have an actual business and it needs to be treated as such, go work for someone. Go, you're better. Go work for Kara. She'll take care of you because she wants to run the business. (laughs) She doesn't yeah. want to own a job. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we uh we definitely like when we first bought the business, we trans we we changed it so much. I mean already. So in those four years, we've done major transitioning. Um we bought a building, we renovated that for our showroom, we've we went from you know an old crappy van to a nice big box truck and a brand new van and um you know, we did a lot in four years, I feel mm-hmm. like, and there's so much more to go. And sometimes we think, oh, we're doing this. Finally, we are. We'll just keep muddling through. And then, and, and usually it's me. I'm like, hey, go bigger, bigger, bigger. Um, but, you know, we've probably done four times the business is what it ever has before okay. we bought it. And so, you know, it, we are growing and I like it going that way. So it's just, I don't want to, I, I never want that stalemate, I guess. Uh, and I don't but, think you, you have to settle for that, right? But we have to, like, we can outgrow where we should be. Like, it's not about stagnating the growth. It's just about managing it better as it comes. Yes. Yes. And I think you're on the right page, right? You're, you're looking for resources. You're finding people to talk to, to build what it is you want. And you're trying to put these pieces together and, and figure out what to do instead of just saying, you know, again, I think a lot of times it's, I can handle more. I can handle more. I'll just add more people. I'll add, if you don't know what those people are doing and you can't hold them accountable, now you just got this big bowl of spaghetti that's all intertwined and it's it's a hot mess. And how much time are we wasting by people doubling up on work or not knowing clearly what's going on? And so yes. I think you're on the right track. I think you're in a great position and, and you know, you're asking the right questions to be able to build out what you want and you're going to go find it. And if you can't find it, 
you're going to create the opportunity to, to make it. You know, the other thing I would say is I've, I've challenged a lot of companies to what can you do with like your local high school to yeah. get involved, right? Can Jason find some time to go over there? And if they don't have a, a shop class of any type, how can he find a way to get in front of the kids there and at least expose them to it? They don't even know flooring is an option, right? That's what I say all the time. They don't. You want to know what kids know is an option? Roofer, painter, construction worker on the side of the road. Like these are things you can see when you're stuck in the back of mom and dad's car and you drive around on a road, Yeah. right? That stuff you can see. They don't see flooring installer every day. They don't see tile installer every day. And so if you're not going to go put it in front of them, then it's no wonder they're not walking into your store begging for the opportunity. And so where can you find a way to enter the community and better it, but bring something back from it, right? Like I'm going to invest in the community knowing that it's going to come back my direction. If you go get, if he goes and finds a way to work at the local high school, you know, once a month for the next four years. And in four years, one kid a year starts showing up at the door asking for an apprenticeship. You're set. That's all you mm-hmm. need. And, and, and even if it's one every couple of years, like I think that investment would pay for itself because you'd have enough people coming in if they were serious about it and they stuck around that you'd be able to grow the business from there. Right. I agree. I I think um, teenagers kids who are graduating high school, they kind of get a bad rap. You know, if you talk to anybody, they're going to say, oh, kids don't know anything anymore. They don't want to work. They, you know, Uh this whole thing. And it's like, yeah, maybe they don't. But a lot of them just don't know. You know, they're Mm -hmm. stuck in their little world of their friends and stuff. And they don't know that, like you said, flooring is a thing. Oh, you can, like, sanding and refinishing is a... a... Sure. You Mm -hmm. can have a shower, sure. But they just don't know. And... You know, you can ask a grown adult. They don't even know a flooring store exists. Yeah. They don't know you can walk into Spiegel's Flooring and buy these beautiful rugs and floors and things like that. They just know that the box store exists. And so that's all they know. Yep. Just like a kid doesn't know that you can go out and do that for a living. And and it's a good living. And it's just a matter of talking to them. I think we take it for granted because our kids see it. We're like, oh, everybody knows it exists, right? Our kids only see it because that's what we do. And kids aren't lazy. Look, I've got my my son's 14. He swims two and a half hours, five days a week, nonstop. That ain't lazy. This kid is no. is, is like getting to the point where he's he's really toned. He's, he's starting to develop muscle, so he's going to get super ripped. I'm way jealous of his body because I never looked like that. But like he's he's reached a point where he's doing competitive swim, and, and he's like, I want it now, and he's going to go after it, and he's being – He's wanting it as opposed to mom and dad pushing him to go get it, right? And so he's yeah. kind of finding that thing that he's excited about, but he had to have the opportunity. We went through a couple of things before this like, was what was settled on. And so it, they're not lazy. They just don't no. know what their options are, and no one's presenting them to them. And so all they have is TikTok and video games mm-hmm. because no one ever gave them anything else. Go, it, go be the change you want to see. And then, yeah. then you can, I'll let you complain about the problem. But if you're not going to do something about the problem, shut up. You, yeah. you don't have any room to talk because you're not trying to fix it. 
So I, agree. I, I think that you've got, you know, there's opportunities there. I'm really big on, on just small businesses getting involved in the community. You've got a store. Um, what can you do to draw awareness there? Is there like a, is there a way that you could set up some really easy boxes and let the kids come in and install some flooring for fun on, on weekends? Like it, steal from Home Depot, man. Home Depot is brainwashing these kids with these birdhouses and these paint projects and all these little things you get to do once a month on Saturday. Why doesn't Spiegel's Flooring have that? Why aren't we getting the Good community in, right? Community can, outreach or something like that. Correct. It's 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 super cheap. It, it's it's a way to give back, right? Again, it's I, I can go to Home Depot and I can learn how to install a backsplash. Have Jason teach a backsplash. Backsplash instant. Oh, I don't want to. I don't, I'm going to lose clients. Anybody that wants to DIY wasn't your client to begin with. They're going to figure exactly. it out. You might as well let mm-hmm. them know to do it the correct way and sell them the material as opposed to have none of it. And then maybe yep. they get halfway through it and say, man, this sucks. Let me call the guy and have him fix it. Right. So now yeah. we're, we're going to gain business that way. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. So I'm all about it. I've got, um, I've had two stores take my advice. They bring Santa in and they, they, they set up pictures. They have like a local photographer come in. That's, that's new, right? Find like some young kid that takes pictures and pay him, you know, like a hundred bucks for the night. So everyone gets pictures with Santa. Santa reads a couple of stories. You get hot cocoa. Everyone sits, relaxes, but it gets people in your store. And, and I'm like, don't talk about flooring. If a parent comes up to you and they want to know about flooring, you tell them I'm open Monday through Friday or whatever your hours. These are my hours. I will talk about it then. Right yeah. now, go enjoy your kids and Santa. And like, that's what we're here for, right? Make it about the moment and, and provide something special. You know, you can have the Easter bunny come in. You can do, there's all kinds of options. Um, if you, again, you have a, a small warehouse space, I'm assuming, because you're running multiple, you got a couple crews in a store, mm-hmm. be the location that you bring in all your local reps for, right? Have them, like, call up your your Latacrete rep or your Shonox rep, Utsin rep, Artex, like, whoever. Pick a manufacturer, Loba, uh, Bona, pick a manufacturer. Yeah. Work with your local rep. Have them use your warehouse as a training facility, right? Let them come and demo all their wares like they do at at distributors and make yourself the central location. All the installers are going to come and hang out by you. You want to meet installers, don't you? You need them. You might as well bring them to your store and provide the education. And then they're going to get a free breakfast and you can say, hey, you know, we're always looking to hire. If you ever, you know, looking to, you know, shut things down or, you know, maybe we have the odd and end that we want to sub out occasionally, Happy mm-hmm. to talk, right? But if, yeah. if you, you become the hub, and everyone needs Spiegel's flooring, right? Yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, it, it goes hand in hand with you know advertising not only for your store but also to get installers to you know mm-hmm. and working with your towns, like you said, uh, we kind of do the same thing. You know, we host, we have a Christmas magic in our town and everybody comes to the store and we have food and all this whole stuff. And okay. um, I'm ahead of like the, a committee that we do a fair type thing in the park. And so Spiegel's is always out there doing something. And that, when you said that about um, doing backsplash, that that might be a fun thing for the kids at community days, you set up a little wall and they can slap on some mortar and some tile mm-hmm. and just see what that's like. And just exactly. as a 10 year old, get that in your head to say, Hey, this is fun. 
Correct. Let them yeah. experience what is out there. Get, show them this is an option. Hey, this is fun, right? Maybe we yeah. maybe we can find a way to build some like really easy mosaics. Right. And, and they can get super creative and make a smiley face or whatever and, and mm-hmm. then come and pick it up later. I don't tons of options, but that's, yeah. that's the thing. That's what everyone is missing is that community involvement. We all want the people to come in and, and beg us to, to work for us, but we're not doing anything to show them that we care about them. And at right. the end of the day, we got to be about people. If you're just about the money, it's not going to come. If it's about, if you or make if it about people. people, the money mm-hmm. will follow. Right. Well, that's where I'm at. Um, I think we can cut it there, but is there anything you want to add or questions you have or in like, a, um, you know, insights? What do you got for me, Kara? I can't think of anything right now. I think that, you know, uh, I took away a lot of it. I took a lot of, a lot of notes and things like that. that I think I'll be able to implement in my business and hopefully others in theirs that are struggling with the same thing. So, okay. Yeah. I, I want to follow up. I want to, I want to see where we're at in like six months. And so, yeah, you know, so let's, let's stay great. in touch in the floor Academy group. Let's, let's see updates. Like if you, if you get this job description together, I'd love to like post that up and let, let's see what's going on with that. And, you know, maybe you get yeah. some feedback, make some changes, but let's, let's follow this journey. Sounds good. Awesome. Thank all you right, so folks, much. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for us this week, folks. Again, head on over to patreon.com forward slash floor Academy. Five bucks a month helps a lot in me doing what I do. It keeps the content flowing out to you. You can visit FloorAcademyPod.com and we got all kinds of fun files over there. If you're wondering what you need to charge, the best tool over there is the business budgeting worksheet. It's going to calculate out what your day rate should be based on your actual overhead expenses. And I can, I won't even say almost, I guarantee you it's more than what you think it is. It's more, you're not charging enough and you need to charge more. And the benefit to this is when you know what you actually have to charge, the confidence you have when you're asked for a discount is disgusting. And you can look that potential client in the eye and you can say, no, that's the price. And it feels so good because you're going to learn how to sell on the value you're actually providing instead of trying to sell to just get a project so that you can pay the bills at the end of the week. And when you have a little bit of extra money and you can build up that FU bank account, go back to the beginning of the year, listen to that FU bank account episode with uh, Shane Hubenig. You get that FU bank account set up and man, you're just, you are sky high because you're, you're safe. You're not, you're not struggling anymore. And it, it starts by knowing what you need to charge and, and setting aside a dollar, $5, $10, letting it grow. And slowly, but surely you will get where you need to go. Lastly, a quick word from surfaces. Uh, I just got back. Oh, I got, I got sick while I was there. The episodes will be coming out from that. I apologize for my voice in advance. Um, it's, it's pretty brutal. So let's see here. Uh, I was just at Surfaces in Vegas. It was packed with products and amazing exhibitors. Whether you were at the event or if you unfortunately missed it, the Tice team has released a lookbook covering a highlight of over 100 products that were featured at the show. You can access it now online at intlsurfaceevent.com forward slash lookbook or click the link in the show notes. And that'll get you over there and you can catch up on what you missed. Don't miss it next year. We all know when it's coming. 
It's late January. Put it on your calendar now. Let's all meet up and enjoy the show together, network, meet new people, see the new products, and take our businesses to the next level because of all of the great education we can get while we're at the show. Again, thank you, Kara. I very much appreciate your time, and we will catch you all next week.